Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas. Yoradeya, Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Avodim, Halacha Beis. We're in the middle of paragraph Dalid. We're up to the subparagraph Vezeh Bechinas Mila Soavodim. We dedicate the learning today Lichvoid Nishmas, Rab Naftoli, Rabbi Huda, who was one of the closest students of Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nezal, who passed away today on the 19th of Av, and also Lilu Nishmas, Yenta Fradelbas, Rabbi Shuarye, Harini Kaporas Mishkova. And for a complete Rafur Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Daniel Yehoshua Ben Yenta Frida Blima, Mecha Rochel Bas Hindaleya, Fruma Bas Genessa, Yehudis Nechama Bas Miriam, Chaim Yitzhak Ben Chana Rivka, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Pesia Bas Chayester, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Avram Ben Soraleya, Avigail Brocha Bas Shirat Voira, Chana Bas Soro, David Lei Ben Shena, Shlomenisa Ben Mazel, Avram David Ben Chana, Chaim Aryeh ben Brocha, Chaim ben Rachel, Soramaya ben Sipora Rivka, Shloima ben Rivka Sprinza, Yosef ben Risachaya, Chaim Tzvi ben Dvoiraleya, Aviva Chaya ben Esther Mindel, Shemel Eliezer ben Rachel, David ben Behia, Shendel ben Leia, Yehudis Ruchama ben Chavarus, Sor Yehudis ben Soro, Kitaganendel bas Sipoira, Lebelea bas Sipoira, Michal Sora bas Hadasa, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Besoich Shar Choyle Yisrael. Vezeh Bechinas Mila Soavotim. Rav Nosanzal says, based on what we've been speaking about till now, we'll be able to understand the requirement to circumcise an Eved Knani. Kalidei Shemalen Eso Eved, Umavirun Mimenu Horlo, Shehi Hasheker. Because by circumcising him and removing the orla, which represents the sheker, which attaches itself especially to this category of eved, by doing this, we allow the eved to become part of ben. We're allowing the left to merge with the right. Because although, even though we're circumcising him, he's still technically an Eved, This is our main focus. Our mission in this world is to try to make it that the Eved, who represents the left side, should become merged together with the Ben, who represents the right side. And this explains why after the Eved has the bris milah, he takes on the requirements, the mitzvahs, that a Jewish woman is required to observe. Because the Eved is associated with the left side, just like a woman is associated with the left side compared to the man. 
ידי זה יכולים שיהיה נכלל בשמאל לקידושו. And by removing the Orla from this Eved, we allow for him to become part of the holy left side. Vazai nichlal smoil biyamin. And then once he's part of the holy left side, the left side can merge in with the right. Ki smoil digdusha nichlal biyamin kayadua. Because the holy left side merges and joins together and becomes part of the right side. Because again, this is one of our main focuses in this world. That wherever there is a left and a right, our mission is to eliminate the negativity that's associated with the left. And that allows the left to plug into and become part of the right. And by doing this, we're also bringing together post-creation with pre-creation. Gam, in addition, we learned earlier, an Eved is a, an acquisition that the person, the owner, acquired with money. And we know that money is associated with the left side. On the left, you have wealth and honor. And by a person eliminating the orla, the negativity that's attached to one's money, to one's wealth, which is the left side, and that orla, that negativity, is the is is the concept of eved? By doing that, we allow the left to join together and become part of the right. We allow post creation to join together with pre creation. And this describes the main purpose of everything we're doing in this world. Everything we're doing is about taking the creation that Hashem created and merging it together with pre-creation, trying to elevate it to a point where it can become part of pre-creation. Pre-creation, there was only Hashem, the infinite light of Hashem. Paragraph A. V'zeh b'chinas and based on what we're learning here, we'll also be able to understand why it's forbidden for an owner to free the slave without any real justification. As it says clearly in the Torah, You will pass on your Evet Knani to your children. <coughs> and they should remain your servants, your slaves, permanently. <coughs> because this is exactly what we're trying to do. <coughs> to try to eliminate the negativity that's attached to the entire creation. 
כדי שיהיה נכלל אחרא בריאה וקודם הבריאה. In order that the creation should be able to merge together and join with what was before creation. זה הבירור אנו צריכים לעשות כל יומנו בכל דור ודור עד הסוף. And this process is something that we are required to keep doing every single day throughout our lives from generation to generation until the end. עד שיבוא רוח התום אנורץ לגמרי, until Hashem will eliminate all tuma from the world completely. ואוז יסבטל הכל באמס ויחסר הכל לשורשוי. And then everything will become nullified and everything will return to its original source. ואוז יהיה כולו יחוד כמוי קודם הבריאה. And then there'll be total oneness just like there was before Hashem created the world. However, now, until we get to that finish line, so long as Hashem wants the world to continue to operate, to continue to function the way it's functioning now, we have to see to it that all facets of our serving Hashem should be in a manner of going up and coming back down. On one hand, to try to merge together the entire creation with pre-creation, and despite our efforts, the world should continue to be able to exist and function and not become nullified. Because Hashem wants the world to, to exist, to function. And therefore, our main focus is to purify and elevate the left side and try to merge it together with the right. However, we are not yet allowed to or permitted to eliminate the left side. We have to still allow for the left side to continue to exist. Because the existence of the left side is an important aspect of the, the world's existence in order for the world to be able to exist. And therefore it's forbidden for an owner, a master, to free an Eved Knani because that would imply that we're trying to eliminate the left completely. We're trying to, to take him out of the status of Evid completely. But rather, we're allowed to circumcise him. And by circumcising him, we're removing the total negativity from him. So that afterwards, after the circumcision, when this Eved Knani will serve the Jew, through that, there'll be this birur, this extraction of the good from, from him, 
and we'll be allowing the left to join together with the right. Eved beben, the Eved to join together with Ben. Avaloi le shachroi le gamri, but we're not allowed to free him completely. Ki oz humavatal bechinas hasmoi le gamri koidem zmanoi. Because if we were to do that, if we were to free the slave, by doing that we would be trying to eliminate the left completely before the right time. Ki ein rishon levatal bechinas hasmoi le gamri because we are not allowed to attempt to eliminate the left side completely until when Moshiach comes, until Hashem gives us the green light to do it. And now we understand the exact instruction that we find in the Torah. You will pass on these Eved Knanis to your sons. Look at the focus. We're trying to take the Eved and bring him to Ben. Because the Eved needs to serve the Ben. So that thereby the Eved will be becoming part of the Ben. The left is joining with the right. So that by doing that, we're joining together post-creation with pre-creation. Because the more we are able to bring together the left and the right, and the left should become part of the right, the more we're also joining together post-creation with pre-creation. Now again, one form of left being merged into the right is a couple getting married. The woman is the left, the man is the right. When they join together, she takes on his name. She no longer retains her family name. She becomes Mrs. and the name, the family name of her husband. That's one form. Another form is Leviim and Koihanim. The Leviim serving the Koihanim. The Leviim washing the hands of the Koihanim. Koyen is the right side, Koyen is Chesed, Levi is the left side. The more the Levi become, is subservient to the Koyen, that's this merging together of left and right. Now Rav Nosanzal goes into a new topic and he's going to connect it to this also. Question, if we say that the man represents the right and the woman represents the left and we have to subdue the negativity that exists on the left side, does it mean that there's no negativity in a man, only in a woman? No, that's not what it means. It doesn't mean there's no negativity, but it means, as we, as we learned in, as we learn in Evan Oezer, Rav Nosenzal shows there that the, negative, the woman is more vulnerable to the negativity than the man. When the snake wanted to get to Odom Orishon, he didn't go to Odom, he went to Chava. Ragleho Yordois Moves. It's brought that the woman represents the feet, the bottom of the feet, and that's the part that's closest to the tumor, to atzvus, to sadness, depression. In, in Evan Ezer, Hilchas Piriya Verivya Halacha Gimel, Rav Nosanzal has a major, major discussion there showing what the woman represents, what the man represents, and therefore the obligation of the man to elevate the woman. Paragraph of, 
and what we're learning here now will also shed light on what's going on right after Pesach, right after the first day of Pesach. On the second day of Pesach, we start counting Sfira Soimer until Shavuos. Ki Iso, because it's brought in the Zohar HaKadosh, Shebesfira oilen mitumol etahara alidei Sfira Soimer. That during the 49 days that we count the oil, that we count from the Omer, we are going through a purification process, trying to come out of tuma impurity and go into purity. We're trying to purify ourselves completely from the impurity. That we, that we attached itself to us in Egypt and prepare ourselves to receive the Torah on Shavuos. Rav Nosanzal says there seems to be a big question here. How does counting the days purify us from Tumor? And what's the significance? of counting the days to purification. However, based on what we've been learning in this halacha, we'll be able to have a clear explanation of what's going on during Sphira. The main place where the other side, the sheker, the ra, the tuma, is able to attach itself to is in numbers, when there's numbers. Because before creation, there were no numbers. There was only Hashem, only oneness, which was all good. We're told then there was no such thing as bad. And when there's only one, there's no concept of counting whatsoever. As it says in the beginning of the Sefi Yitzira, Before one, what do you count? So that when there was only, the, the whole concept of counting is when there's more than one. You have one, two, three, but when there's only one, there's no purpose, there's no concept of counting. And it's only immediately after Hashem began the process of creation and He took it from, from potential into actual, that's when the whole concept of counting really began. Because as soon as Hashem started creation, now there became two. Hashem and the creation. As Rabbeinazal writes in chapter 51 on Likud Imran, which this halach is based on. When there are two things, then the concept of counting applies. And it's from there that they're extended, this whole thing's extended further and further until the Sitra Achra was able to get involved, 
which is referred to as many numbers. We know when we speak about the Jews versus the other nations, the Jews are called ki'atem hama'at mikolamim. You're the smallest. The other nations are many, we are few. The Jews are compared to a, a sheep surrounded by 70 wolves. The more that the numbers grew and moved away from one, until there became many, which already refers to a connection to the Sitrachra, which is the whole concept of falseness, which is far from one. We know Rabbi Nisal gives a Moshel in that Torah that if I want to tell the truth about something, I can only describe it as one thing, what it really is. If I want to say something false about it, I could say many things about it. So emes is one, sheker is many. Nimtza, sheiker, achiza, sasitrachra, shua sheker, shua misbar. So therefore, we conclude that the, where can the sitrachra, which is the sheker, the tumah, take hold? When there's numbers, when there's a, more than one. The shoyresh hamisbar bikdusha and the beginning, the beginning of counting within holiness, which is before it went into unholiness, before it went into Tumah. Meaning, immediately as soon as Hashem began the creation, then things were still good, things were still holy. There wasn't any Tumah at that time. That's when the whole concept of numbers and, and account began. But at that point, the numbers were still within the framework of holiness. That level is referred to as tahara, which is mentioned over there in chapter 51 on the Kutimran. Rabbeinu Zal speaks, Dehainu, takef achar habriya, as soon as Hashem completed the creation, she takef nesave b'china shnayim, so that at that point in time, there were two, Hashem and the Bria, the creation. B'chinas nispar, meaning there was already the, the concept of numbers. Shezeh roishem sheishtalshel atshiyen esav And that's the beginning, sort of, of how things will continue, extend out further and further. Once you have two, you can have three and four and ten and more, which will, res- which will evolve eventually into Tumah also, impurity. However, despite that, before it evolves into Tumah, it's, it's referred to as Tahara, purity. As Rabbi Nizal explains over there in chapter 51 on the Kutimran. And therefore, any person who wants to get out of Tumah, before they can join together with the oneness, they have to get to a state of Tara, purity. Ki Shi bechinas achar habriya, bechinas mispor, 
he shoyresh hatoma, because the concept of purity, <coughs> which bege- which is what what came into existence immediately upon creation, meaning <coughs> the beginning of the numbers, is the saw is the root of tuma. This Rabbeinazal presents over there in Likut Yamran, that again, before creation, when there was only Hashem, only oneness, in Hashem there's no concept of pure and impure. The term Tahara doesn't exist yet. Once Hashem made creation, and there was Hashem and the Bria, Hashem and creation, once there's two or more, now there can be purity, there can be this term tahara, can, can exist, <laughs> whether the creation is pure or impure. So it started off with tahara. It evolved into tahara and tumah. Tumah came as an extension after that. And therefore, when somebody wants to get out of tumah, getting out of tumah means getting into a state of tahara, and from there, trying to be nichlal in that oneness. And therefore, it's through, it's through this going back to the beginning, through this we rise up, we come out of Tumah into Tahara, as Rav Enizal explains very clearly in, in Likut Imran there. The way that Rabbeinazal presents these concepts over there in Likut Imran, Rabbeinazal speaks about oneness, Echod, Koidem Abriya. Then he speaks about Achar Abriya, after creation, which is when the numbers began, day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. And, the, and at that point, we're going to see soon, he's going to speak about water being the purifier. When Hashem first created the world, it was wall-to-wall water. And that's this state of Tahara, and then from that evolved. It extended further, further out and became Tumah. And therefore, once we were to get out of Mitzrayim on the first day of Pesach, to go out of the category of slavery to freedom, Ki Mitzrayim humizera chom. Because the Torah tells us that Mitzrayim was one of the children of Chom. Shehu bechinas pigam abris. And Chom represents pigam abris. Zuamasanochash, the tomb of the snake. Bechinas eved avodim. As we find Chom was cursed. That his son, Canaan, would be eved avodim liechov. Vialkein. Achar shiotzonom isham yavdus lecheiros. And therefore, upon leaving Egypt, going out of the category of Eved to freedom, and now we want to purify ourselves completely from the Tuma of Mitzrayim, to get out from Tuma into Tahara, into purity. That's why Hashem gave us this commandment to count the days from when the Omer was brought. Because by counting specifically, which is the roots, the beginning of where Tumah came into existence, 
That's what has, gives us the ability to get out of Tumma into Tahara. Because as we mentioned before, the count, the counting is the is the aspect of Tahara. When counting began, it was in Tahara. Shehu metahir mikol hatumais, which purifies from all different types of tumor. Machmashemishom shoyresh hishtalshulos hatumor. Since that's the beginning, that's the foundation from which tumor evolved. Tumor evolved from a place called Tara. Kamashikosuf, as it says clearly in the Navi, Utahartem mikol tumoisechem. You will become purified from all of your tumois. So again, to be able to come out of the tumois, we have to strive to get to tahara. And remember, tahara didn't come into existence until numbers came into existence, until the counting began. Kimavur as Rabbi Nezal expresses over there in Likut Yomran. Ki hamispor digdusha, shehu bechinas achar habriya tekef, because the holy counting, which is what began immediately upon the completion of creation, that counting in the beginning was a counting of truth. There was no sheker yet. Referring to a holy, pure counting, which we guard from sheker, from falseness. Meaning, we guard this counting that the sitra which represents sheker and tumor, shouldn't be able to attach itself to it. That counting, which began immediately upon creation, when things were still all pure, when there was still emes, that can, can become part of pre-creation. And from that count, that counting has the ability to merge into oneness. An example of this, in chapter two, in the second half of Likut Imran, all the way towards the end, Rabbi Nezal uses the term Pu'ulois Mishtanois and Achdus HaPoshut. Pu'ulois Mishtanois means different creations, diversity in creation. All of the diversity, all the different things that are found within creation. Achdus HaPoshut means complete oneness, the ultimate oneness, which is Hashem before creation. And there Rabbi Nezal speaks about merging together the Pu'ulois Mishtanois to the Achdus HaPoshut. When do we see this? Every single day we say, Hayoim Yoim Rishoim Bashabos, Hayoim Yoim Sheni Bashabos, Shlishi Bashabos. We're showing that we recognize that in this world there's this diversity, that post creation it evolved into day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, which is the work days, which is the Pulois Mishtanois. But our mission is to merge it together with Shabbos. Shabbos is Oilam Haba, Mein Oilam Haba. Shabbos is this oneness, this Achdus HaPoshut. Exactly. And on Shabbos, 
the, I believe in, I'm not sure if Nusach Ashkenaz has this, but Nusach Svar has it, at the end of Musaf, in the Ein Kelekenu, we mention each one of the days, <coughs> we mention a brief line of what the, what the song of the Levium was on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then we mention it on Shabbos, it's Mizmor Shilayim HaShabbos, Yom Shekuloi Shabbos, that we're looking forward to that day that will be only Shabbos. And therefore, when we want to get out of all the impurities of Egypt, and in order to do that, we have to, we have to get to Tahara. Because it's through Tahara that we get out of Tuma. That's why we have to do this counting. This counting is a holy counting. Which corresponds to Tahara, purity. Which is what helps us get out of Tuma, impurity. Because holy counting has the ability to join together, to merge with pre-creation, when there was total oneness. Just as in the example I just gave, when we count the days towards Shabbos, or from Shabbos. And this is why we find in the beginning of creation, on the first day, it says, that there was night, there was day, one complete day. But note, if it would follow the format of the other days, then before Shani comes Rishon, not Echod. And yet we find the Torah says, it does not say Rishon. This is to show us that our mission statement is to get the entire creation to plug into this Echod, this oneness. To plug into that state of complete oneness, complete goodness so that all the numbers that will be listed afterwards, which all came into existence after creation, we want all of them to become part of and counted in that oneness. Because again, this is our goal, to merge everything into this oneness, into the state of Hashem pre-creation. And this explains why the Torah has given us a count of every one of the days of creation, the sofra is kol yom v'yom, counting each and every day. K'moy shekoslu, v'yerev v'yvoker yom sheni, yom shlishi, k'day sheyia hamispar shehu bebechinas achra bria nichlal bekedusha. So that these numbers, this count, which is post-creation, should be able to merge together 
with holiness. So that all of the numbers, which means the entire creation, will be able to connect and plug into the one. And that's why the Torah begins with one, the term Echod, not Rishon. Rishon means the first, in a sense. The first of many. Because by the Torah, counting each and every one of the days of creation, this is one of the ways that we take the entire creation, which is represented by these numbers, and merge it together with pre-creation, which is total oneness. Any questions? How can the middle be achieved before the two extremes are in existence? But the kihataro bechinas hamemutza bein hakodesh vahatuma. The answer is you can have it. Let's say I, I, I'm starting to write the aleph bays, and I write the first letter aleph, then I write the middle letter mem, and then I write the letter tof, the last letter mem, which is the middle letter. I can write it. I can present it before before the letter, before presenting the letter Toph. It, it doesn't mean that at the moment it was created, it was the middle. It means upon the completion of creation, when there was a right and a left, at that point, Taharoi becomes the Mamutsa, the in-between, the go-between, between right and left. Now, Rav Nosenzal addresses an issue which he mentions maybe five or six different places throughout Likuti Alochas the issue of counting Jews. Paragraph Zion. Based on what we're learning here, we'll understand why the Torah makes a point of telling us to avoid counting Jews. Because where there are numbers, then the curse can attach itself to it. And this is why the Torah has instructed us and warned us that during those times when we have to count Jews, we don't count heads, we have each person donate something to charity, make a donation to charity, and we count those coins. It also says in the Zohar Yisrael that before Moshe Rabbeinu or anyone would count the Jews, they would first give them an actual bracha. And so to after counting them, another bracha. And all of this was in order to protect the Jewish people so that the curse that's associated with numbers and countings shouldn't affect the Jewish people as is explained in the Zohar Kodesh. And now Rav Nosan Zal explains 
כי בוודאי עיקר אחיזס הכלולו שהיא בחינס אורור, בחינס אורור כנען, אורור הנוחוש, הוא משתלשל מבחינס מספור ומיניין. Because this is definitely a fact that the concept of a curse, negativity, <coughs> be, ex, comes, comes into existence when there are numbers. V'alkein osur limnoises Yisroel. And that's why on a general level it's forbidden to count Jews. So that the aspect of curse, which is associated with numbers, should not attach itself to the Jewish people. Bibichinas, as the Pesach says, When it talks about the Goyim, when it talks about the other nations, it says that they wanted many. And this is why when there was a need to count the Jews, the, the leader would, would collect charity from them as a pigeon, as a redemption for them. Because through tzdoka, a person is saved from that attachment to Tumor, to the Sitrachra. It says, Tzdoka tatzil mimoves. Tzdoka saves a person from death. Death is the Sidrachra. And thereby not allowing the Sheker, which is the Tumor, which is the curse, to be able to attach itself. That Sheker that comes from post-creation, we, it, it blocks them from, from attaching themselves. And if the Sheker cannot attach itself, then the post-creation can merge together with pre-creation. All oneness. And all of this is achieved through the Tzedakah that the Jews gave. Ki Tzedakah tatzil mimoves. Dahainu shehi machanas sitra damoise. Tzedakah weakens and defeats the aspect of death. Shehiya sidrachra, shehiya tumah nechezes biachra briya. That's the tumah that would want to attach itself after creation. Vazai nichlal achra briya bekoidumah briya. And if we succeeded in blocking the tumah from attaching itself, then post-creation can merge together with pre-creation. Bebechinas kulo yechod. And... and that with that total oneness. And this is one of the main things that we're trying to accomplish with tzedakah, with charity. Because tzedakah is about joining together, bringing together left and right. The oni, the poor person, is in a state of din, midasadin, the left side. And, and the person giving the charity is making a bond, a kesher, taking that person out of left into right. This is another example of bringing together post-creation with pre-creation. Making it all one. Any questions? Question that didn't Rav Nosanzal say before, that when he spoke about counting the Oymer, that counting is a way to reach purity. And now you're telling me that counting is curse. 
Which is it? The answer is when the counting is not done with purity, when there isn't a special kedusha involved in the counting, then counting is dangerous. Numbers is a place where the Sidrachra can attach itself. The Gemara says, The Gemara says a person shouldn't count their money unnecessarily because that could remove the blessing from it. When it's not counted, it's easier for the bracha to rest on it. So counting has a negative connotation. It's only when we associate it with Kiddusha, with mitzvah, like the counting of the Oimer. The Oimer was a korban that was brought, a holy korban. And we're counting towards Shavuos, towards Matan Torah. There it's a holy counting. We're making a bracha, Asher Kiddushonu B'mitzvoysa V'tzivonu Al Sfiras Oimer. And the other example is, during those times that Hashem commanded Moshe Rabbeinu or Yeshua to count the Jews, there, by including tzedakah in it, by have, not counting heads, but having the Jews give a coin, counting the coins, and giving the Jews a bracha before counting and after counting, that's what makes it that the counting should lead to this tahara, this purification. When it comes to Meiser, there we are supposed to be to count it and to separate it in a... In a that's an, that's an example of a holy counting. A person's counting tzedakah. Counting for the mitzvah tzedakah, that's a holy counting. And now Rav Nosenzal continues. Maybe we'll hold it over here for now. <clears throat> Rav Nosenzal begins the next piece. Ki hu bechinas emes, kamuva. That tzedakah is associated with emes as is brought in the Zohar Kodesh. And Rav Nassazal shows some of the connections, but I wanted to check this actually in the Zohar HaKadosh. We'll continue from this in the next year. Wishing everybody a wonderful week. We're coming out of the month of Av, and this second part, second here for the month of Av is definitely Bracha. After, after Tisha B'Av is over, ninth and 10th day of Av, the rest of the month is bracha, especially after Tuba of, after the 15th of Av, which we had last week. We should be zoicha that even this, the finishing of the month of Av, should be with bracha, with simcha, with good news. And then going into the month of Elul, which is the final month of the year, the preparation for Rosh Hashanah. We should be zoicha to all the Yeshuas that we need, especially the Gula Shlema. Amen. Thank you.